Looking to throw it. And he's got the touchdown! Here's Brady's pass. It's Gronkowski! Oh! Max strips it! He is unbelievable! Welcome to the Tapered Gridiron Podcast. I'm Steven here with my son Isaac once again. This week, well, in football was a different kind of week. Mm-hmm. Uh, really kind of ended on Monday night that just changed everything. And Isaac and I have things that we want to talk about and have breakdowns of some of the games. But really, it's been on everybody's mind. Isaac and I, we've talked about it. We've been talking about it. Mm-hmm. And that is the, well, recovery, the thoughts and prayers and just thinking about Damar Hamlin and his family, thinking about T Higgins Mm -hmm. and that whole situation. And if you don't know, Damar Hamlin plays for the Buffalo Bills. He got hit on Monday really early in the first quarter. It was only half into the first quarter. Mm -hmm. He took a blow to the chest. Didn't look that vicious as far as hits in the NFL go, it was just, it really was a direct hit. And he stood up and then he collapsed. And it was just a different experience. I've seen a lot of football. Uh, Isaac, you've watched a lot of football mm-hmm. with me, but just over the years, you see the injuries, you see people get hurt. There's been some gruesome ones, some guys that you didn't know if they were going to recover from a leg injury. And guys have come back from brutal hits or guys on the stretcher. And you're just like waiting, hoping, are they going to move? And then you get the thumbs up and you're like, okay, you know, they're at least things are progressing and it's really hard and the guy's got to get back on the field and play. This was different. Mm-hmm. This was really different as we were watching it live, Isaac, and you watch the hit, you watch DeMar fall down and just everybody piling around him, the ambulance quickly getting onto the field paramedics running out and I think for me because you were still kind of like what's happening right like you were still is he okay he stood up he fell down but when the camera then showed the looks of his teammates and you had Josh Allen just in just despair and shock and and other players starting to tear up and just freaking out. You knew something was going mm-hmm. on. And then, you know, when the announcer said they're you're doing CPR on him, it, it was really emotional. Like yeah. you're sitting there, it's like, what is going on? And oh it was it was just intense. But what was cool, if there can be a cool aspect to it, was everybody was really just surrounding both teams, Bengals, Bills, the entire Bills team, coaches, everybody was on the field praying, all kneeling down in a circle. You got the Bengals guys on one knee coming over, Joe Burrow coming over and hugging Josh Allen, and everybody was really concerned about DeMar, and it it didn't have anything to do with football. They Mm -hmm. called the game. They didn't even finish the game, which was the right call, and rushed him to the hospital, and... DeMar did suffer cardiac arrest, and they revived him on the field. And at, at this point right now, a couple days after it, he he is in the hospital still. He's recovering. 
his breathing is getting better. He's still in critical condition, and but he's progressing each day. We still don't know the full outcome as of right now, but he is getting better. Mm-hmm. And thoughts and prayers for sure to DeMar Hamlin, again, to his entire family, and, and T. Higgins, the guy that, you know, the Bengals guy that had the ball that kind of ran into him. He didn't do anything wrong. He was playing his game, playing football. But that's still got to be a lot of weight on T. Higgins mm-hmm. to be like, oh, man, did I, did I do something? And I just I hope he's not carrying that. It is kind of just like that fluke accident and, and things that happen. But I, I really, really do hope that DeMar pulls through and that he feels the support and the love of everybody. Teams, right now, it's just a whole big football family. It's not, you know, playoffs are coming and we're fighting and we're, you know, enemies right now. Everybody is on the same page hoping for DeMar. So it was was a very somber experience. It was a very different experience Mm -hmm. for football. Uh, what's what's your what, how did how did that happen? And you watched it live with me, Isaac. Yes, um, it was yeah, definitely a very emotional experience. Definitely unlike anything I've ever seen. I've never seen anything of this degree when it comes to injuries. Like I've seen people, they'll be or players, they'll get hit down and then they'll have to bring bring them off on like the truck. And I saw that and I would think, oh, that. But this was just a whole different level of just intensity. And I think it was like you were saying a very beautiful thing in the sense of everyone was coming together. These teams are kind of, in honest statistical like outlook, they are both like really competing to get into the playoffs. I mean, for home advantage. And they're really just really competing right now, but it was really cool to see that. As soon as something like this happens, they're not like really mad at each other. They're not getting into more fights. They're just all coming together and showing that they care about DeMar. And yeah, that was a very beautiful thing. And that was, re- and it kind of, helped soothe like all the like anxiety and all that that was going on because there was so much of the unknown like a lot of players when they'll get injured you'll at least get like a diagnosis of oh he tore his ACL or he did this but he's going to be all right and he's going to be okay but in this case we really didn't know like we didn't know what was going on we obviously being us on the TV and people in the stands you really didn't know what was going on you didn't you saw he was getting CPR, so you knew something was really wrong, but you didn't have, there was no thumbs up, there was no con- confirmation that he was okay, so that kind of added to more of the stress of just like, what's going on, what's going on? Yeah, we watched it for hours afterwards, mm-hmm. hoping in and praying that there would be a positive outcome that really we didn't see, and I'm glad they called the game yeah. and didn't finish it. I, I was really impressed. I know a lot of people can say, oh, I'm not a big Joe Buck fan, you know, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck, I think, do a fantastic job calling games. I think they're really good at, at what they do. But hats off to to all of oh, them. Yeah. I, I think Joe Buck and Troy Aikman and Lisa Salters did a fantastic job just keeping everybody, just getting information to them, kind of just being aware of, of the somber atmosphere. And, and that's hard. Mm-hmm. You know, they're trained and their job is calling football games. And this was like nothing they've ever had to do. And hats off to all of them. And then even when it switched to Scott Van Pelt and Ryan Clark, they were on for hours. Oh, and yeah. they just did a, a fantastic job just being engaged in it, kind of helping you, giving you information, being emotional and, and working through that. All of them, I, I think, did 
just a great job and and hats off to all of them. Oh yeah. And it, it's been cool again seeing everybody rallying together in prayer and how the controversy of prayer and and whatnot, especially in the NFL. And then this tragic thing happens and people kind of rallying together and and crying out to God for for this man's life and yeah. for for his family. And it was really cool. It's it's been all over the place. I wanted to share that with you guys here today, uh, yesterday on ESPN, and Dan Orlovsky talking about the situation and talking about prayer, and then just kind of being f- moved to pray on the air. This is live on the air on ESPN, mm-hmm. talking about Demar Hamlin and, and Dan Orlovsky praying. Check this out. I've heard it all day, like thoughts and prayers. And you just heard Scherf and Jonathan Allen say, like, all we can do is pray for him. And I've heard the Buffalo Bills organization say, like, we believe in prayer. And maybe this is not the right thing to do, but I want to, it's just on my heart that I want to pray for it is. DeMar Hamlin right, right, right now. Um, I'm going to do it out loud. I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to bow my head, and I'm just going to pray for him. Um, God, we come to you in these moments that we don't understand, that are hard, uh, because we believe that you're God and Coming to you and praying to you um, has impact. We're, we're sad, we're angry, um, and we want answers, but some things are unanswerable. We just want to pray, truly come to you and pray for strength for Damar, for healing for Damar, for comfort for Damar, to be with his family, to give them peace. If we didn't believe that prayer didn't work, we wouldn't ask this of you, God. Um, I believe in prayer. We believe in prayer. We lift up Damar Hamlin's name in your name. Amen. 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 I, I totally second everything he just said. And we believe in prayer. And I ask that, Lord, you would help and heal Damar. I love how he said, you know, some things are unanswerable and just mm-hmm. crying out to God. And again, that was just awesome to see him live on ESPN doing that. All the rest of the people kind of just bowing their heads and praying. It would have been kind of interesting to even be there to see the behind the scenes that whether it's producers, camera people, you know, that's you're, you're not really doing that on ESPN. And all of a sudden this guy's like, we're about to pray where they're like, oh, man, like this is happening. Hey, we're rolling. We're, we're doing this. And the fact that it's just it, it, they left it all and it's been all over the Internet. And again, that's really cool because, again, it's bigger than football. It's bigger than everybody's controversies. And this is a situation that a unique situation and you have a guy fighting for his life in a game that we're all watching and a fluke accident happens Mm -hmm. again, blessings to DeMar's family. And, and I I really do hope that he recovers and, and gets better quickly. He seems to be progressing daily, which is cool. And again, to T Higgins and, uh, so yeah, blessings to Damar Hamlin. Blessings to Damar. Well, Isaac, as far as football goes, and week seventeen, which is crazy that I we're know, at right? week seventeen, right? Okay, so week eighteen's coming up. We're going into the playoffs super fast. You can go back to this game, and again, anything we're talking about here, it was just we're we're, we're talking some football stuff that mm. did happen. Yeah, you're looking at playoff pictures and, and things like that. But in the grand scheme of things, 
and you and I are on the same page. And for everybody to know the 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 health and well being and the the progress of Damar is way more important than oh, anything yeah. we can be talking about or doing. But talking about what happened during the week, even just the the game against Buffalo and the Bengals, how important of a game that is or was. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, they're not continuing that this week. I think they just need to move on from it. Whether, I mean, what could you do? Could you just give each guy a tie? You know, that's happened in yeah. games this year where people have tied. So just give them a tie and then, you know, implications are for week 18. I don't think you got to try to squeeze this game in. However, the NFL figures that out of how how can we skip this game and still make things progress and the implications of that. But there were some pretty crazy games and things that happened this week. For sure. One of the games that I wanted to highlight personally was the Raiders and 49ers game. Now, looking at this, like, in retrospect, before it even happened, I wasn't really intrigued. Like, I knew the 49ers were a pretty solid team, but the Raiders have been struggling. Derek Carr hasn't really been on his game lately. And I think they realized that, too. So that's why they put in Jared Stidham. And this was his first NFL start and he got and he cranked out 246 yards and three touchdowns before he threw an interception and I thought that's just incredible especially especially for a starter and the reason the 49ers won was technically a field goal but it was Christian McCaffrey Christian McCaffrey just carried the 49ers to victory he was just on fire making plays here and there I mean obviously Brock Purdy and Brandon Ayuk and the rest of the team was amazing but he was just incredible Brock Purdy, what the heck? I, I know, right? Has he lost yet? Like, what is going on with this dude? He's just been on fire. He has. I'm like, I was in shock. Like, because when they first put him in, I thought like, oh, this is just going to be like another one of those um, younger quarterbacks that isn't really going to succeed. But then I was just blown away by him. He is really smart. And he is, I would say that's his greatest asset is his intelligence. Like, there are a lot of quarterbacks who can just run. And they can run till forever but he has intelligence to the point of he yes he can run but he often chooses not to because he's able to see those plays happen and where the uh, receivers are going and make plays in that sense I think really the best thing that happened right now to the 49ers is Brock Purdy oh yeah and uh, you're sad for the injuries that happen obviously Mm, the whole controversy with you know Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance and you know, Trey Lance gets hurt, Garoppolo comes in, and everybody's rallying around him. He's doing really well, and mm-hmm. was this Garoppolo's year? And then he gets hurt, never wishing injuries on people at all. But I, I don't know that the 49ers would have continued doing as well with Jimmy Garoppolo mm-hmm. in there. Now, in one sense, the quarterback is almost irrelevant right now with the 49ers because they're so dominant on defense, mm-hmm. on special teams, on offense, uh, as far as the running game and just how all the receivers, everybody's playing really well. I don't want to diminish Brock Purdy, but I feel like you're putting somebody in there and they're going to succeed. My fear, though, with Jimmy Garoppolo was, are we going to see good Jimmy Garoppolo or are we going to see bad Jimmy exactly. Garoppolo? And you're on that fence I, I, right now, I think, yeah, the, the best thing that they're plowing through with Brock Purdy is pretty impressive. Oh, for sure, yeah, because he has, which obviously you were talking about bad Jimmy and good Jimmy, Brock Purdy has consistency. Like, I wouldn't say, 
like, yes, he's a, incredible. But if you get Jimmy Garoppolo on a really good day, I would say Jimmy Garoppolo is overall a better quarterback because he does have more experience. But Brock Purdy, I would take Brock Purdy because he has more consistency. You're going to get a good Brock Purdy pretty much every game, whereas Jimmy Garoppolo is kind of a wild card. You don't really know what you're going to get that day. And I think that with Brock Purdy playing, especially with all these other uh, good receivers, good defense, he has so much around him that it often doesn't even... I mean, yes, it matters, but it often doesn't even really matter. Like you were saying, it's almost irrelevant at this point because of just how good their overall team is and how many players they have on that team who are veterans and have experience and are just a really inc- and they're just a really incredible team overall. Yeah, no, for sure. The other team, or yeah, I guess game was the Broncos almost beating the Chiefs. I know, right? Which was crazy. Russell Wilson played really well. Yeah, kind of stepped up, and I, it was really cool to see. And you were like, whoa, like, is this going to be like a big upset? I mean, obviously Broncos are out of the playoffs and, you know, Chiefs, of course, did their thing and and pulled back through and, you know, and ended up winning. Then you got Tom Brady doing Mm -hmm. Tom Brady things, which, to be honest, the fact that they even won the division, we've been talking about that. It's just crazy. That whole division just stinks. I know. they're They're just bad. But somebody's got to win it, Mm -hmm. and of course Tom Brady would do that. He played at a different level. And do I think that Tom Brady can win another Super Bowl? No, in my opinion, no. I I think that there are plenty of other teams right now that are a lot better than the the whole team of the Buccaneers. Mm -hmm. And even Tom Brady right now. I, I don't feel like he's played the whole season at Tom Brady level but then you see these glimpses but then you have to be scared you're going into the playoffs fighting for the Super Bowl he's been here how many Mm -hmm. times and you saw that this last week of they had to win and he like kicked it into another gear Uh, you Mm -hmm. have to be like red flags right now going like Oh shoot, like Tom Brady is kicking it into a different level. Can he plow through and win? Uh, yes, he can. Mm-hmm. Do I think it's going to happen? No. But uh, you definitely have to be scared of the Buccaneers right now. Oh, for sure, yeah. And the scariest thing for me personally about the Buccaneers is the fact of yes, we've seen them play and they haven't always really been playing. I said, "Oh, he should have stayed in retirement and want that." But really, what's interesting to see is especially for a lot of games they could play a decent to not even a really good game the whole time, but then as it's in the fourth quarter, even in like the two minute warning, he just he's on a different level and he just always finds a way to win. He just has this drive. He just can't lose. And I think that's just probably the scariest part because that's the reason it's so effective is because if they're playing not really a good game the whole time, the team can often in like the last few minutes of the game kind of let up and they'll be like oh yeah we got this in the bag if he's going to play like he did for a while for the whole game he's not really going to do anything and when they let up that's when he strikes and he turns on into a different gear and then he just goes out there and destroys i mean at 45 years old still that's just impressive and yes we've Mm -hmm. seen the decline but then you do see these games i mean he threw the ball 45 times 432 yards three touchdowns i mean he took over this game to be like we're going to have a fight for the playoffs, and this is what we're going to do. I just, again, you have to kind of be looking out for Tom Brady. Uh, I don't know what else to say. I'm excited to see Seahawks, 
right now have a shot to make it into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They're on that fence. They're on the bubble right now. Get in that wild card spot. That can happen. Mm-hmm. And that's been cool to kind of see, again, Geno Smith jumping in, playing really well. Started the struggle then, and you started to see the Seahawks kind of drop off. And then they started rallying up again. I, You know, this next week is going to have a lot of implications of what's going to happen with these final playoff spots. The Vikings are obviously in it, win our division. The Packers have been struggling. We were like, hey, great, they're not going to be making it. And then, of course, Aaron Rodgers does Aaron Rodgers things, mm-hmm. and they have a shot to make it into the playoffs. This next week, Packers-Lions, it, it basically is going to be you win and you're in. And it's the Lions need some help, but the, for the Packers, like the Lions right now, need to just go in and be like, hey, whether we're out of the playoffs, not whatever implications are, you know, we got our list of people have to win, lose here for the Packers. If the Packers win, they're in. So the Lions need to come into this next game and wanting to play spoiler, mm-hmm. right? And just be like, hey, we're not in, you're not in, we're all going down. Yeah. I just don't really want to see the Packers go into that. Yeah, no offense, but I don't really either. Like, I, I personally, I think I only really want one older quarterback in the uh, playoffs and that's going to be Tom Brady and but yeah there's going to be a lot of really crazy things going on in the playoffs unfortunately for me the Saints are not going to make it they've been out for a while they did have a good win against the Eagles I know Jalen Hurts is out and Jalen Hurts is kind of their star it's their star quarterback and then he kind of puts to the team's advantage and they had Gardner Minshew in but yeah the Saints just kind of walked all over the Eagles. Yeah, it was cool to see the Saints just kind of, you know, stepping it up and mm-hmm. and Andy you want you want to see these teams fight. And you want even though they're out, you want to see them go. They're still fighting for their careers, their their dignity, the guy next to them, you know, on the team and you want to see them fighting and and playing some good football and you just again, playing spoiler. If you can do that, hey, we're out of the playoffs, but these games can mean something and they can kind of spoil the the other team. Yeah, I, that's I, I like that competitive mm-hmm. edge. And I like seeing that. So this next week is going to be crazy. Yes. Kind of get the final picture of what's going on in the playoffs, who gets the first spot, and and all the, the wild card spots. And you got super wild card weekend. That's going to be crazy. Oh, that it's is going to be, be just crazy. so many games on Saturday and Sunday. It's just going to be a lot of fun as we get down into the playoffs. We'll see how how the league handles all of it and and what's going on and how that happens. Again, the the health and well-being of DeMar Hamlin is more important. and But it'll be interesting to see how the league handles a unique situation. They've never had to really deal with this. Again, I think just kind of skip over the game. Can you just give guys a tie? I don't know how that necessarily works. I don't see any way of playing that game. There's no time anywhere to kind of get that in. So how do we just say, okay, we're going to skip that, and then is this week how you fight with standings and, mm-hmm. and all of that kind of stuff? I will say, regardless of whatever happens this next week, whatever that first game is, really for any team, I think especially for the Bills and the Bengals, it's going to be rough. It's going to oh, be yeah. hard to get out there and play. I, I really do hope that there is more of a progression and a more positive recovery for DeMar before next football game even has to happen because I think that will help everybody be at ease a little bit mm-hmm. to go 
Yes, he's still got some medical conditions. Yes, he still has recovery, but he he's okay and he's, he's gonna be okay. Yes. I think it's easier to be able to go and continue. If he's still fighting and things are getting worse, I, it's going to be hard. Either way, it's going to be hard for these guys. And, you know, I think everybody's been focusing on just the humanity of it. It's it's bigger than football. Mm-hmm. And, and seeing all of these people just rallying together and helping each other. So I think it is going to be an emotional next week. And it's going to be hard for these players and these teams. But I'm also looking forward to it to see what's going to happen and how things are going to progress and and what's going to be going on. So, mm-hmm. Isaac, it's been a ton of fun. Yes, it has. It's been kind of a, a different, difficult week mm-hmm. for sure. Nice job. Thank and you. yeah, we'll talk and dive into things uh, next week and our thoughts and prayers to DeMar Hamlin. Yes. 